and welcome to another episode of Crooked Crime Sisters. I'm your host, Taylor, and this is my sister, Tristan. And Tristan, you are never, never, ever, 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 ever going to guess what we listened to on the way to school this morning. The way to school? Yes. Whose school? To the kids' school. Which kid? Well, we drove Madison first today. My kids, I make them alternate back. I did. You picked it? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Was it kid friendly? Uh, some of it. Some of it. Sammy the Salmon. No, <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> no, good guess. <laughs> it was a good guess. No, today I wait. Broke, wait, I want to hit. I want to hit. I want to hit. I want to hit. I broke every single rule that I have always fought for. I broke it today. Wait, 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 wait. Did Zoe like? Was Zoe disappointed? Did she say like, "Mom, this is not a good song"? No. Um. No, it's more of like a a holiday type thing. Like I broke my own holiday rule. Ew! Did you listen to Christmas trap music? I did. I'm so proud of you. you oh, you disgrace! <laughs> I know. Before Thanksgiving, I know your dad is rolling over in his, I don't know, whatever, because he's not dead. You know. He's rolling over because you do not listen to anything Christmas related. You don't watch Christmas movies. You don't do anything until the day after Thanksgiving. That's a but true statement. I broke it today and I pumped up the Christmas trap. Just whatever. Try to pretend like you don't like Christmas trap. Everybody freaking loves Christmas trap, even if they don't want to admit it. They do. Did your kids like it? They were like, why are we listening to this, mommy? <laughs> It's seven fifteen in the morning. Yeah, like okay, that, there's that's already just a number one like broken rule before the whole Christmas thing is the fact he listen to trap music at seven in the morning. Like that's kind of gross. Yeah, ah, oh, it just brought me back oh. to your Dutch bro days. Why? Because I always used to go through there, and you guys were always listening to Christmas trap in the holiday times. Yeah, so in the season of holidays i guess welcome to another episode of crooked crime sisters we are sisters from the pacific northwest and every thursday we are here to give you the details of a crime that you may already know and discuss our thoughts and opinions like you we are completely obsessed with true crime but not in a morbid way and we too realize that many criminals find the pacific northwest is the perfect place to make their twisted fantasies a reality We are not professionals by any means, but rather crime enthusiasts who like to talk. So with that, let's get started. All right, guys. Today's disclaimer. Today's case contains murder (laughs) and Alaska. I like how Alaska is part of the disclaimer. Like, enough said. Oh, you like true crime and you say Alaska? I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what? I'm just saying, like, people, I just, no one tries to fight me, but if they wanted to fight me, like, I'll fight them. Be like, Alaska is part of the Pacific Northwest. It like, is. We I, have this discussion. I'm willing to punch him in the face. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, exactly. I will take you down. Like, we will stand if I see here. you across the street and you said, Alaska is now part of the Pacific <laughs> Northwest, get it off your podcast, I'd say, <laughs> come at me. Come Perfectly at timed me. where a car was coming and you get hit. Ooh. That's kind I'm of watching, aggressive. Sorry, that's not very kind. But <laughs> I'm whatever. watching the haunting at Bly Manor with Madison and with love. With love, isn't that girl? Isn't the same actor? Love from you? She on there? Pretty sure it's the same actor. I've never seen the movie know. or show. 
It's Wait, you watched that with Madison? Yeah. Is that loud? Isn't it scary? I mean, I'm her mom, so I kind of get to call the shots here. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really that scary. There's like, it's creepy, but it's not scary. My kids are morbid. It's not. <clears throat> the only thing Spooky. I don't let them watch is sexual content. None of that. We don't need any of that. But scary stuff, nah, they're fine. So. All right. Whatever you say. <clears throat> Anyways. Let's get into, let's jump into today's case. Today's case is brought to you by Tristan Marie. Wait, what were you talking about? Blind Manor? Well, you literally just started nothing. What was that? Well, because I started talking about it, but then if people haven't seen it, I don't want to give it away and it would totally give it away. So we're just not going to talk about it. Wow. No spoilers here. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, let's get today's case. So today our case takes place in the land of the midnight sun, America's last frontier. Alaska. Mm. Alaska. Thoughts on Alaska. Taylor, would you go to Alaska? Number one, thoughts on Alaska. Um, I was actually thinking today, how cool would it be? Because <laughs> I am in preparation mode for Miles's first birthday. So um, I need all the days that and all of the hours of the sun that I can get. So as I was doing all of this today, I was like, dude, I wish we lived in Alaska because then I could stay up all night long. And I wouldn't have to worry about it <clears throat> because it stays the day up there. Okay. You logically are not making sense. Are you kidding me? What? You don't even do anything outside to prep for your kid's birthday. What are you doing outside? I'm not prepping sunlight? anything outside. I just like having the windows open and it's daylight. And when, it, when it's oh. nighttime outside, my body's like, oh, hey, the sun went down. It's time for you to go lay down because I'm an old lady now. But if the sun was always up. Then my body would be like, hey oh, time to party. You don't have time to I sleep. I don't know if it works like that. Um, uh, well, in my brain today, that's how it was working. Second of all, would I go to Alaska? You bet. You would go. You I bet. honestly was like betting that like you wouldn't. You'd be like, oh my god, no. I mean, I hate the snow with a fiery passion, but <clears throat> it's not because I don't like playing in it. Like playing in the snow is great. I hate when I can't go anywhere. However, Alaska, I feel like they got snowmobiles all the time. You just get around in That's those kind true. of things. Like you don't really have to be in a vehicle to get from place to place. And there's also, did I ever show you the article about this like town that literally lives inside one building? Like the entire town lives inside this one building. Is it a town of like ten? Like what do you? I don't. <laughs> what town? I don't remember how many people actually live there, but like or all they of mold the tenants. People? No, like all of the tenants. It's like you can only get to this one place. Like you can only get there by like plane or boat or whatever, and or no, it's by a tunnel. It's by a scary, spooky tunnel. Anyways, you get into this place through this tunnel, and it was like built in like the World War times, World War II times, and so now it's just this isolated town where the school's inside the post office the grocery store like everything is inside this one building i'll look it up it's, it's like a big building right yeah okay <laughs> i was like wait down in building alaska see what's it called tell me whittier alaska 300 residents living in a 14-story building Yep. No, thanks. Nah. (laughs) I'll pass. No, 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 no. 
<sighs> well, my personal opinion on Alaska, um, I know many people who have been. My boyfriend <coughs> is actually going to go, but then COVID popped its little head in mm-hmm. into the world. But um, yeah, I heard it's amazing, but also like everything, there are cons. First con we've already talked about, the winter. Like I, I'm one of those people where I feel like I'd want to go to say like I went. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm here. But maybe like I'm going to give it like 13 hours in. I'd be like, okay, I want to go home. Like I've seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> I want to leave. I want to see the northern lights or whatever. And then I'm like, get me out of here. I'm cold. I, I want to go home. But then the second thing is like you could go in summer, obviously, which like if I ever did, it would be like summer freshman boyfriend or whatever. But I've heard Alaska has huge mosquitoes. Did you know that? I didn't. I did yeah, they're supposedly – they have, like, big mosquitoes, like, nasty big mosquitoes, which, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, mosquitoes it's, it's... don't really, like – do I like them? No, but am I, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to go somewhere because they have big mosquitoes? No. But am well, I I've... not going to go somewhere because they have big spiders? You bet. So sorry, Australia. I will never visit you. Okay. Well, no. But the, my friend who recently went, he said the worst part was like there's so many mosquitoes. There's like big and there's a lot. And there's a lot. So yeah. that combo, yeah. disgusting. Anyway, but I think maybe the worst slash best thing for our podcast, obviously, um, about Alaska is their amounts of crime. I am telling you, I was looking around for cases and such. And, of course, I only do, like, cool ones. <laughs> but <laughs> there is so many cases of people just, like, shooting their neighbors for no what? reason. Yeah. <laughs> what? They literally just, like, walk over to their neighbor's house and, like, shoot him and, like, whatever. And I don't know. There was one I was, like, reading about. And this guy, like, went over, shot his neighbor, and then, like, went around town trying to, like, shoot everyone because – it was like they the town was near like the pipeline and everyone worked like on the pipeline and like he was trying to be like an environmentalist or something and like save the environment and like kill people so they don't work on the pipeline i don't know people go crazy when you're alaska like i don't know it's it's awful it sounds scary yeah be safe alaska anyway be safe alaska (laughs) but like i said i only do the cool ones but unfortunately today's case is not like a huge crazy one oh, sorry Just um, why you play it down because <laughs> there are but there are two super famous serial killers from alaska and today we will not be talking about them Lame. but <laughs> we will be talking about one of alaska's first serial killers hmm. edward Kraus? Kraus? Edward Kraus. When you sent me his name, I was like, hmm, he sounds kind of like Chris Kringle and him are cousins. I know, (laughs) right? He gives me very Santa jingle Christmas vibes. Elfie. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. So, but he's Alaska's first serial killer. Yeah. So. Not exactly Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, But yeah, now to paint the scene, these crimes take place in the early 1900s. So this is, of course, like it's the first serial killer so like yeah it's gonna be old sorry um now before we really really start we need to understand the history of alaska taylor what do you know about the history of alaska i know nothing about the history of alaska if we're being honest 
Me I really don't. Too, because <laughs> yeah. I had to search a lot. I did a lot of research on Alaska. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. 1900s, like, okay, like, okay, um, Alaska, was that even like a thing? Like, what was Alaska in 1900s? Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to paint a picture. And the more research I did, the more I was like, wow, this is nothing like the picture I painted in my head. So I'm going to help everyone out and we'll give you some facts. So. The U.S. bought a piece of land from Russia, known as Russian America, for $7.2 million in 1867. Hmm. Pretty petty. Yeah. Which, roughly, we paid two cents per acre. Okay. Isn't that disgusting? I just think it's gross. Yeah. Two cents per acre, I wish. So, you can do the math. I didn't look it up, but that's, like, a lot of acres. Alaska's really big. It's like half of America, right? I think so. I don't know. Anyway, most people thought it was like a dumb investment because, I mean, for obvious reasons, like we just bought like a winter wasteland. Like what the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, but by 1868, so next year, it is officially deemed the Department of Alaska, which who knows what that means? I think it's like Puerto Rico. I don't know. <laughs> Department of Alaska. No idea. But... Then, in the year of 1880, Joseph Juno and Richard Harris, for the first of many times, struck gold. And that's when Ooh. everyone's opinion about Alaska changed. Everyone's like, well, of course. we like Alaska now. Heck yeah. Um, so, obviously, they create many sa- like mines. And then the city of Juno was created around the mines. And Juno is the capital of Alaska, if you didn't know that. Very neat. Do you know that? Um, <laughs> I knew that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyways, <laughs> no, I know it because okay, there's this really weird book. I I I've looked it up. I don't know if I've looked it up very well, but there's this book from a teacher I had. I think it was like fourth grade. Anyway, and it was like these weird little sayings to help you remind the capitals and states. Anyone know that? I don't know. Anyway, it was something like, "Does she have a jewel nose?" Alaska, like Juno, Alaska. That's how I remember it. Like, oh, something gosh. like a Ju- <laughs> No, yeah, that's interesting. It's really cringy, but there's yeah. so many, and that's kind of all the capitals. I'm just the greatest, but yeah. By the way, I that's- did the math, and um, seven point two million dollars in inflation today would be a hundred and thirty-four point five million dollars. Seems about right. So yeah, I think we did the math of like. How many acres it was. That's not very good math. Lame. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, like I said, though, struck gold, Alaska began to boom. I mean, like, slowly but surely. This is, you know, the 1800s. News was, like, slow. That would yeah. be, like, on a wagon or something. <clears throat> but, <laughs> oh but finally, by 1912, Congress passes Alaska's second organic act designating Alaska an official territory of the United States and creating a legislature and government for it. All right. This is important. Keep it in your pocket. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then last fact, it was until 1958 Alaska officially became a state. I feel like that's so late. Like 1958, that was not that long ago. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. But yeah, it took us, and I was like, what did we do from 1912 to 1958? Like, why did we wait so long? You Congress passes Alaska's, whatever, designating Alaska an official territory. 
but like i don't know why and I, I, math science politics i don't know i don't know i don't know no no anyway but yeah officially became a state in 1958 wow and that's what you need to know woohoo so now that we know the timeline like of today's thing um again today's case takes place in like one of the many awkward times where alaska was part of america but not a state <laughs> that i don't know sucks. what that means <laughs> like like i don't understand that's kind <laughs> Why of did like we do that? to me it would kind of be like okay so like my mom's dating your dad and they've been together for a really long time and they have a kid together but like you're not my brother yeah it's just like kind of thing yeah we're I family agree. but we're not family we live together but we're not family but anyways yeah, yeah. i don't know they just didn't want to put a they didn't want to put a label on it they just want yeah. to keep it like open relationship i don't know okay, it's very casual <laughs> um so yeah again mining was huge in alaska many men were lurk- working long hours in mines hoping to strike something good and a lot of these men were just random dudes who like wanted to change their life around so a lot of them just single men coming up to alaska they said yo you got gold here i got nothing better to do i'll go look for it you know like i don't know um and between 1912 and 1915 lots of these single unattached men began to go missing in Hmm. southern eastern alaska okay then which at the same time, maybe they're just like, I didn't find my gold. I'm leaving, which I would too. Again, also, like, is it really worth it? Alaska's freaking cold. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> is it really worth it? I don't know. Anyway. So, like I said, all the men missing were single. So, like, they did not have anyone to really, like, report them missing, if that makes sense. Like, no one was like, oh, my God, Johnny didn't come home from work. He yeah. left his supper. His supper's been cold for three days. Where is he? You know, nothing like that. So everything, like nothing. I don't know how to describe it. Just like there wasn't any reports of anyone missing, really. Just like these men came and went. Yeah. Well, except when they don't show up for work on Monday. Hmm. See, this is where the problem comes in. Cut to the scene. James Christie was a miner, and. He was last seen with a U.S. Marshal named Edward Cross. Mm-hmm. Kraus. 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 <laughs> Edward claimed he had court summons for James and escorted him off the premises. Okay. So when James never made it back to work, his bosses were pissed. Well, yeah. Like, they need like, bodies. Yeah. What the heck, dude? We got gold to look for. Where are you at? You can't just not show up again. Like, Yeah. So his managers ended up starting their own investigation because they're like, where did he go? Like, I guess he was our best gold miner they had. They really need him back. Yeah. I don't know. So they ended up learning that the sus U.S. Marshal was also the last person to be seen with the missing charter boat operator out of Juneau, also named James. Hmm. So once that clicked, they like realized like they totally got played and there was a warrant placed for edward for impersonating a federal officer 
Interesting. So I just wonder, I mean, and maybe you found it in your stuff, like, did they really like, I'm sorry, <laughs> did they really put it together that quickly? Because let's think about this. Typically, especially in this time period, people weren't that smart. So detective work would have been like, I'm just wondering, like, how did they find out so quickly that he wasn't you know, an officer, because we've talked about this many times before, like you are whoever you say you are. So if you walk around like you're the U.S. Marshal and you act like it, then, you know, you're going to be treated like that. So how did they did they really have like it all figured out? I have absolutely no idea. Oh. I mean, like, I don't know how long it took them to figure it out. I mean, it, like, this the way I said it does sound like it was, like, literally the next day they figured it out. I don't know how long it was between. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they did realize, like, James, the original James was missing, like, you know, <clears throat> yeah. recently. And, like, they were like, oh, he left with some dude. Who, who said, was that guy? Yeah. And then I guess I think there is, like, sightings for this man this man was already kind of known. He and, and like I don't know, like in the area, but like he was. He, many people have seen him. Many. Yeah. This was not his first rodeo. Okay. We'll get more into it. Yeah. But like, yeah. Okay. So again, I'm not sure how, but word got around, and Edward knew that he was wanted, so he ran. Mm. And I want to quote a description of this man. So here we go. The fine print reads, I don't know what the fine print is. I like, <laughs> quoted this off of like a website and I thought to include it because yeah. I don't know. Um, Kraus is five feet and 10 inches in height, about 45 years of age, heavy set, broad shoulders, walks with shoulders back <laughs> with quick, <laughs> short steps, <laughs> has sandy, curly hair. Bald in the front, okay. blue eyes, a heavy red mustache, now may be shaved. General sandy complexion and is pale from confinement. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. Um, he weighed about 200 pounds, wore a dark blue suit of heavy material, is a very powerful build, and has large muscular hands. <laughs> his quick short steps <laughs> he's bald but has sandy hair <laughs> with a heavy red mustache oh this dude must have been amazing <laughs> you know i was like reading this and i was like mm, why is the first <laughs> like thing that comes to mind is my boyfriend <laughs> i was thinking it too <laughs> yeah okay not the only one as soon as they were oh, like oh gosh. sandy hair kind of curly bald in the front blue eyes looking at his eyes a heavy he does not have a heavy red mustache but his like beard is kind of like reddish his facial hair has red in it yeah, yeah. i was like oh my god from confinement that's the best one <laughs> i don't even know i'm just saying oh. my boyfriend may be a direct <laughs> relative to alaska's first serial killer or you know Watch out. he's like keanu reeves and he's just been living this entire time oh god <laughs> there's that too Oh, anyways, that was fun. Yeah, so that's his description. And short again, yeah, people have been watching this man. Powerful build and muscular hands. Large muscular hands. How do you have muscular hands? You work those out? I don't know. Well, who's watching his hands? I guess he's holding the paper. (laughs) I don't know. 
I don't know. Oh. Good times. Um, anyway. So, again, I'm not sure how many people know of, like, Alaska's geography and towns. Because I don't. I don't. Um, but Juneau in, like, southeastern Alaska is kind of like the tail. Does that make sense? Everyone okay. picture Alaska, like the tail. Yeah. And that's where there's, like, a bunch of islands. So it's not just, like, the big part of Alaska, like, barren waste of just white. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's little islands. So while on the run, Edward jumped on a boat in who? Ketchikan? 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 Yeah. Which is 250 miles from Juneau. All right. So he's been covering some ground. So that makes me think, like, I don't think they really pieced all this together super quick. Yeah. But they were on to him. Um, so the boat was on its way to the Puget Sound, which is in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edward totally thought, like, he'd gotten away. Because, like, he knew people were out to get him. Let me jump on this boat. I'm going to go to Washington. I'm just going to disappear. Like, no one's going to find me. Yeah, no big deal. But unfortunately for him, since he was wanted and somehow someone recognized him <laughs> as the man for falsely stating he was a U.S. Marshal, um, they authorities were contacted. And once the boat docked, police were there waiting for Edward. Bummer. I mean, that was See, a pretty good description. So applause to whoever I, caught the I guy. Know. And I've heard, like, what I was reading, it made it seem like, like, their wanted posters, like, have his, like, obviously, I don't know if it's a picture, but, like, a drawing of him, a very good detailed drawing, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Because if the man knows he's wanted, obviously, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm Edward, that guy on the poster, that's me. So, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Honestly, this story kind of doesn't make any sense. But then again, it's the 1800s, whatever. Yeah. We'll just let it, we'll let it slide. So Edward was taken. I mean, this is, like I said, the early 1900s. You can lie your way out of anything. But sadly for him, he had multiple pieces of evidence on him that he really couldn't get around. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I don't know what the evidence is, so how am I supposed to be excited about it? <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure. Yet. I was like, you just said ooh, and I was like, are you going to say something? Ooh. What okay. is it? <laughs> so it's nothing crazy like teeth or like, you know, oh. anything cool, like bones or anything. I mean, that would have been cool. But, see, okay. right? Like, what do you got? Old lady dentures in your pocket. Like, sir, what are you doing? Anyway, but he did have documents that did not belong to him. For example, he had bank accounts and real estate transactions that didn't belong to him. Um, So from my understand, Edward would like kidnap and murder single men and take their bank info and pretend to be them or something like that and then steal their money or go sell their land and steal their money. So officers found documents that tied him to both the James that were missing from Juno, as well as eight other missing men. Dang. That's a high body count. And especially, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard because we don't know how much time it's been, but that's that's still kind of a lot, sir. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, sir, if you're on the run, like, why are you keeping that on you? Yeah, like, why would know. you keep your trophies with you, you dingus? 
Like, if he already got, like, the money, uh, maybe he hadn't got the money yet. I don't, you had 10 plus documents from random people. You have not gotten their money yet. I don't know what you're doing. You're your own fault. You must not be good at your job. Why are you still holding on to that? Like, throw that stuff into the ocean. Like, let it sink. (laughs) No one needs to know. I don't know. It's just weird. But yeah, so homeboy ain't looking good for him. Um, Edward was shipped back to Alaska, and that is where the investigation kind of like finally began. So it turns out this man was not Edward Cross. Kraus, whatever his name is. Kraus. <laughs> Kraus. His true identity was Edward Slumpke. Slumpke. Classy. Yeah. Yeah. So Edward served in the U.S. Army at Rangwell in 1897. Of course he did. Gross. <laughs> I know. <laughs> By using forged documents and stealing military payroll, he dipped out of the military in 1902 when his group was being sent to China to participate in the Boxer Rebellion. Okay, why does this always happen? Because this is at least the third guy that I've heard of who has been within the United States Army who was able to take money from them. How do you steal money from the government? How? I mean, lots Taylor of people, people I guess that figure it out. Never way. mind. <laughs> Silly question. Move on. So, like I said, he served in the army. Um, in 1912, Edward had already began going by his fake name, Edward Cross, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally can't get it together. I'm so sorry. Uh, which, like, wow, so unique from your real name. Why'd you? Yeah, good like, job. <laughs> I guess Edward was a very common name. I mean, anyone can be named Edward, but I'm just like. If you're going to pick a fake name, you might as well go all out. Like, come on. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go with, like, John Smith or something? Gosh. Okay, that's not going all out, if you ask me. No, if you're going to be basic and keep your own name, you might as well do a basic name. That's true. John Johnson. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So, he actually ran for territorial legislature as a socialist party candidate. Yikes. In 1912. Politics. Yeah, politics are crazy. So, remember, in the year, Alaska was allowed to have its own little government, but not allowed to be a state. So, yeah, I'm telling you. Dysfunctional, blended family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but, you know, we'll just let it go. After a year-long investigation with the newly formed FBI, it was revealed Ooh. that over the years, Edward had been recovering assets of the murdered men and that he had also had a whole on, like, murder gang. What? He's a gang. He was the head honcho of a gang. So, he had a murder gang. I've never even heard of anybody say a murder gang. I don't know, I don't know why what, it sounds cool, but this sounds sick. I like it. I'm just so unique and cool. I know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so like there was others who worked with him to kill single yeah. men and steal real estate and such. Unfortunately, none of the victims were ever found. So none of the Jameses, well, of none of the eight other people's stuff he had on him, no idea where they yeah, are. Yeah, because they were all in Alaska, so of course they weren't found. True, they're they're gone with the wind. Um, so the only thing they had to prosecute him on was like circumstantial evidence. Hmm, which always sucks. But was this in a time where it was acceptable and they took it? Well, we'll see. So, now, I mean, like I said, are we surprised no bodies were found? It's Alaska. No. Enough said. Of course not. But 
the man did have all those personal documents of missing men on him. And especially one where, like, all my assets get signed over to Edward, whatever his name is, Kraus. Edward Kraus. Yeah. cannot say his name. Just, just like, super sus, though. You have all these documents, and they're all signed to Edward Kraus. Signed to Edward Kraus. <laughs> well, uh, it does not look good for you. Yeah. No, not at all. So, July of 1917, the first trial for the murder of the charter boat operator, James Plunkett, began. With no body and no evidence to tie the other guy to it. <laughs> so, Sounds yeah. Sounds fun. Now, stop, pause, whatever. Right here, do we think Edward is going to be guilty? I mean, I want to go with no, but I don't know. Back then, did you like that's what I'm saying? Were this is the wild west it? of Alaska. Yeah, they don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, so, sure. Based on overwhelming circumstantial evidence, yet no body, the jury found Edward to be guilty of first degree murder. Got him. And this is where we all clap because how in 1917 are we getting better judgment than 2021? Right? What's There's happening? so many loopholes. <laughs> like they've made loopholes for loopholes. Like that's what's wrong with society. That's today. true. So Edward was found guilty over that single murder, and the court ordered him to trigger warning. They said, We're gonna hang him. We gonna hang him. <laughs> and he was scheduled to be hung in Juno. End of story. But wait, there's more. Okay. Well, actually, not end of the story because, I mean, I don't know how I feel about this man. But this part makes me say, let Edward be a free man. Um, why? Because while sitting in the Juno Federal Jail, Edward sawed through the bars of his cell and escaped two days before the scheduled execution. And that's how you get it done. Now, I... We can talk about this just for a little second here. Yes, Why? Please. How was he able to saw through the bars of his cell? Like, did they literally let him have a saw? Like, how would it end? Well, and I'm wondering, was, like, the sheriff just drunk and he wasn't paying attention? Or was the sheriff not even there? Did they just, like, lock him in the jail cell and be like, see ya? Dude, I have no idea. Like I said, this happened in, like, the early 1900s. Who has any idea? All I'm saying is... If the man can get out and saw his way through jail, he deserves to live. Like, he deserves to walk away free. That's like a magician. He's magic. Harry Houdini. Anyway. So. Wait, I have a question. Did he ever claim his innocence or did he fully admit to, like, what he had done? I have no idea. I mean. He's pretty guilty. That would be another question, too. Because I, I would claim I'm just a magician. I don't know how all these documents ended up in my pocket, sir. I'm a magician. Mm-hmm. They just magically came to me. I didn't touch nobody. Could be. You know, I, I always think it's funny. I always think it's funny how people, like, make people who sound, like, in the 1900s, like, sound like they're really stupid. They were. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we don't know that for a fact. Yeah, they were. It could have been, but I'm not saying all of them were. But it's always like any criminal that you get from like the 1900s, you're like, you act as if they have a second grade education. 
Well, this man obviously went to at least fourth grade. He knew how to saw through the cell of his bars <laughs> to get out. Like, that's pretty impressive. Oh, yes. That's, you learned that in fourth grade. I, I forgot. Probably. Silly, back in the day. Silly me. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so this resulted in the quote-unquote territory. Not sure. Alaska. Whatever. Since not officially Alaska yet. I don't know <laughs> what you want to call it. Um, but yeah. one of their biggest manhunts in history. Oh, so, even to this day? Well, it said the territory of Alaska, but it's not the territory of Alaska anymore. It's the state of Alaska. So I don't know if that's just good wording on them to make it sound <laughs> yeah. extra or what. Because, yeah. like, I guess it could be the biggest manhunt of the territory of Alaska because it's not, like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, Fishing fleets all over the southeast were stopped to block Edward's escape out of Alaska. So, like, they stopped all the boats. No one's moving anywhere. No one's getting on yeah. a boat. No one's getting off a boat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and they still didn't find him. <laughs> hold on. And oh, okay. Okay. There were multiple mines that were shut down with over a thousand miners. Like, they were like, oh, we can't work. We'll join the manhunt. Like, there's a Thousand, over a thousand miners, just random grummy, scummy guys, probably dirty, looking for this man. Dang. So house-to-house searches were being done, and the governor at the time, which again, it's not the state governor, territory governor, I don't know. <laughs> um, just the dude in charge. Yeah. John Franklin Alexander Strong put a thousand dollar reward on Edward, dead or alive. All righty. Which, that's a pretty penny back then, like, let's be real. Yeah. Um. So the manhunt only lasted a few days. A man of the name Avrid Franson saw Edward running on his property trying to steal a skiff, which is a small boat. Oh, Avrin, okay. yeah, so, yeah. Avrin pulled out his gun and ordered Edward to stop. And Edward obviously, like, stopped. But then he started. He turned around and started to run. Uh, yeah. So Avrin shot him in the back and then in the head, and later mm-hmm. collected his thousand dollars from Governor Strong, which would have been equivalent to like almost twenty grand today. That's a good investment. Yeah. You shoot a guy and you got twenty grand. I'd do it. True. Only if I get to pick the guy, I get to shoot though. Huh. I said, I would only do it if I get to pick the guy I get to shoot, though. Oh. I'm not just going to shoot anybody. Well, this guy's a criminal. Criminal mastermind, obviously. Um, But yeah, and that was the end of Edward Slompke, Edward Kraus, Edward Slumpke. Cross, <laughs> Edward, wherever the heck he is. Yeah. Um, And like I said, none of the bodies were found. Uh, There was only the two James were the only names I found listed officially in the research I did. But there are other alleged victims, which include three mysterious disappearance in Germany. Hmm. And Edward was the last seen with them. So this has been like way before. Um, I don't know if this is a nickname or the man's real name. Ol Mo of Seattle. Interesting. Don't know who Ol' Mo is, but he's long gone, and Edward is suspected. <laughs> yeah. Um, a Japanese cannery foreman. He disappears with money. 
Last scene with Edward. No body found. What? How is this guy traveling? If he didn't, if he totally evaded his deployment, how did he end up going to Germany and Japan? I don't know. He's stealing people's identities, stealing people's plane tickets. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Another man disappears, being investigated by federal officers. Um, Edward was suspected of that as well. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Knickerbocker of Juno disappears, which Edward suspected. And then Ernest Blessold, 35. Edward is suspected. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he was a... He was efficient. He was efficient. And he went down in history as... One of the most, oh, I I understand, like, you killed all those people. It wasn't really cool of you, but you escaped jail. So I I really believe the fact of, like, you should get a free card. Just I don't believe that if you escape from jail, you suddenly get a free card, all right? Ted Bundy escaped from jail. (laughs) He didn't get a free card. He died, too. If you escape from jail, though, like, sawed through the bars. I'm sorry, but, like. I don't know. I really, really wish I could be a fly in the wall and like figure out what was going on in that jailhouse. Figure because, out how he like... did it. Well, okay, let's think about this for a second because there is the old jail in Madras that was built in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, and it's literally just a building. Like it's just a cell. So I wonder if in the. <clears throat> territory of alaska if they just had like a building there where they would just kind of throw you in there and leave you and then come check on you every once in a while yeah probably i mean because that that's the way it would make sense in my head but who knows who knows who knows the world will never know because it's a mystery and edward kraus kraus gross kraus slumpy yeah Slomky. Okay, and then I'm sorry, this is really terrible, but I was also thinking, like, do you think that this kid was unloved by his parents, so they gave him a terrible last name because they didn't, like, you know, like Joe Dirt had a different name than, you know, the other people in his family? Because I Slomky. like Slomky. No. I like it. <laughs> I don't like That's Slomky. sick. No. That's got personality. Reminds me of, like, a dirty mop or something like that. Yeah, I don't got a problem with that. He was a serial killer. Like, what? So your name reminds people of dirty mops. Like, who cares? Yeah, I mean that's not you're a dirty mop of a person. Like, come on. Yes, he is. But anyway, that was today's case about the Alaska's first serial killer. This case was kind of lame. I'm so sorry. Um, but I'm telling you, Alaska has some good cases. We will get to them. I am so excited for them, Um, but I cannot mentally put my mind to trying to write out an episode about them because they're so insane. So Yeah, and intense. Yeah. It's very true. With that being said, thanks for listening to our Alaskan episode, Live Love Alaska. Live Love Alaska. If you would like to hear another major case – this before the year ends i think that 
we should just ask for it. Like, if you really want to hear a big case, we will absolutely do it, but we need feedback from you people. So, I don't like I don't big cases. Throw the case don't away. Like big cases? Ugh, Throw the I case like big cases. away. Big cases, there's so much more. I mean, it's one of those things, like, everybody's talking about it, but nobody's heard what we have to say about it. So, that's why I like covering them. So, Meh. I don't know. If you would like to hear a big case, go ahead and email me. Don't email Tristan. Email me. Crimesisters at gmail.com and I will respond email. to you. I will respond to you. I think she's so, yeah. lying. Test me then. You don't Test respond to my me. text messages when I'm like, yo, I want to record. And you're like, don't oh. respond. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. I am in fiesta mode, okay? That was purely an accident. No one even had my phone. It was seriously in my pocket. I also missed my kids' conferences today. So shout out to my son's teacher. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got busy today. But yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. And yes, we know today was a little bit quicker than most, but still a story you probably haven't heard of. And now you know. A story that deserves to be told. Yes. And we will be coming at you again next week with some more fun. Adios. Everyone have a good day, except Edward Slompke. See ya. (laughs) Bye.